Welcome to Prioritising Yourself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. This podcast is to educate, inspire and inform women about the importance of prioritising your self-care to improve your body, mind and soul. Each week we will talk all things that affect and influence big-hearted women in life and also all the polarising topics that affect women. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my one-on-one three-month coaching program that moves women from feeling overwhelmed and compromising their values to become the master communicators of their internal and external environments. Welcome to another episode of Prioritising Yourself. I'm so excited for today's episode. I've got the beautiful Michelle Ann, who is an energy healer and runs her business alongside her sister, Diane McKendrick, from Those Two Sisters. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, before we um, dive deep into you and the business, et cetera, let's first of all hear how did you prioritise yourself today? Mm, that's a good question. This morning, I've had a lovely morning because um, I um, didn't have my children. They get dropped off to me on Wednesday mornings to walk them to school. So I slept in and I just thought what my body needed. I did some breath work. Uh, I had some dandelion tea. I did a little meditation, a little bit of journaling. I've walked. I walked the kids to school because I know that's better for me. And we actually chatted nicely for a change with the kids. <laughs> it's pretty rare. But I really was present with them, which usually I'm rushing um, and I'm learning more with my breath work and my meditation not to rush anymore and just to be really present and chat with the kids. And then I came back and I usually do some yoga, but I felt like I wanted to have a bit of fun this morning. So I did a Zumba class online just to get the body moving. And yeah, I felt really good to, um, to do that and just move my body and have a really good laugh. And then I had breakfast after all that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, amazing. I have a really good morning routine. I absolutely love it. Just a bit of movement, a bit of quiet time, a bit of journaling, eating healthy food, and just doing what feels right for your body on the day instead of what you should do. You know, a lot of people get stuck in these routines of they have to do this and they have to do that. Whereas I just wake up and go, what do I feel like today? What does my body need? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love then, that because yeah. it's it's been intuitive and actually going, what do I actually want? What does my body actually need to be nourished? So, mm. yeah, so, mm. oh, so beautiful. So much done already and it's only like 11 o'clock. So, yeah, boom, tick, tick, tick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, um, before we sort of um, hear a little bit about your business, I actually know Michelle Ann and her sister, Diane McKendrick. I'm... Um, I suppose I, I'm attending your, um, I'm your, you're my spiritual um, coach and mentor and Diane's yeah, my it. life coach. So, you know, I've come to you for guidance and support and that's really supported my journey so much. Um, but I would like for people who are sort of new to listening to you, could you tell the um, audience a little bit about your business and how you actually support people? Yeah, so our business has grown so quickly. I started out, and we'll probably touch on this later, that I'm actually um, have been a police officer for 22 years of my life, probably coming up 23, actually. Um, and I fell into spirituality, which I'll dig into a bit later. But it's been a really, really big journey. Um, I had my own business called Michelle Ann Soul Healer, where I was doing energy healings, because I found that I had this 
I don't like this calling talent because everyone's got it, but I connected in with something within me that I didn't know was there. And um, I suddenly realized I had, yeah, this thing where I could like work with energy and it was absolutely amazing. So I started my business, Michelle Ann Soul Healer, doing energy healings. And even they have like grown from started off with just sort of plain Reiki and now it's like full-blown channeling messages for people. It's crazy. Um, and then my sister was doing the life coaching. Um, we both were very passionate about everything we did. Both loved helping women and supporting women. I mean, men do come into the mix every now and again, but we find that most people that come to us are women. And we decided to join forces so that we could support even more women in the world because the power of both of us together, it was just um, triple ordinate. I wouldn't put a number on it. It's just blowing our business out of the water. So we went from Michelle Ann Soul Healer and, and Diane McKendrick Life Coach and we we thought long and hard about our business name and we've come up with those two sisters because that's what everybody calls us, Those oh, those two sisters. And since we branded as those two sisters, our business has just boomed. It's gone crazy. So we still do have our own personal businesses on the side, but most of the work we do now is together, creating like um, workshops for women. Uh, we run retreats. We, I like, we do a lot of free stuff as well, which I really love to do. Like I love to offer those women out there that maybe can't afford to work with us for a whole year or would love to come to a retreat but just don't have the finances for it. We offer things like free community coffee. I've got my own podcast as well. We do free cacao circles, like so much free content. And I love that, that we can do all that and that you don't even have to pay us a cent and you could learn so much stuff mm. just by following the pages, just by watching even the stories. Like I do a lot of Instagram stories and I find that even though I'm not giving a lot of content on my stories, they're bloody hilarious. I do say so myself, but it's not always content. I'm not always giving content, but it's 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 a feeling and an energy. And so many people contact me and say, oh, my God, I love your stories because it's inspiring without actually saying anything sometimes. People just mm. see you living your life. Like this morning, if you saw my story, you'd see me walking the kids to school. You'd see me spilling popcorn all over the floor and then realising I didn't even lose my, my shizzy because I actually... I did breathing and meditation this morning, like things like that. I looked at the popcorn and went, oh, popcorn just spilt all over the floor, even though the cleaner came yesterday. But usually if I hadn't have done that beautiful morning routine, I would have lost lost it. But I was like, oh, well, popcorn. And that goes on my story so people can see it. And me trying to do Zumba and not caring what anyone thinks. Like that's the sort of things I feel people need and that women in particular need for the inspiration and to realise that, you can do what you want and it doesn't matter what other people think of you. I don't, I don't care. I can't do Zumba to save my life. You should have seen me. I'm hopeless at it, but it's fun. And I just want to show women mm. that it doesn't matter. You don't have to be perfect at things. Actually, it's so funny because the first photo I put up on my story this morning was a picture of me. I had washed my hair last night and it was really late. And I was like, I can't even bother drying it. So I just put a towel on my pillow and went to bed, woke up, hair everywhere. And I looked like crazy. And I was like, oh, people will get a laugh out of this. So I put that up on my story, not a scratch of makeup, literally just crawled out of bed. And that's what I want to inspire women to be able to do, to just love themselves and be connected with themselves and who they are authentically, truly, genuinely them. They don't have to put on a face and a mask and do all that sort of thing to prove themselves to the world. You don't need mm. to prove yourself to the world. You just need to prove yourself to yourself. Really. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, like we can use the metaphor, everyone's wearing masks, but a lot of the time we are wearing masks. We wear a mask around how we feel we should act around certain people. We wear a mask around 
we're concerned that if we don't do certain things around our colleagues, they're not going to like us. So we, we put on a mask that is actually not true and authentic to ourselves. Right. And that can be really damaging. So when we let it out, and a lot of the time, I actually don't wear makeup in a lot of my stories and just be who I am. Um, and that you have good days where you're all glammed up. You know, I've got my hair sort of done up now, but there are days where you're going to have your hair done up, but most of the time you're not, and it's normalising that experience for women. So thank you so much for giving some normalisation to that. I really think that the listeners need to know that. And um, I'm really interested because obviously you're, you know, an energy healer. So for those who are sort of going, oh, what, what does that actually entail? Ha- run, run us maybe through what, what you would do in an energy healing session with a client. Yeah, so basically what I found out after the fact, and this has happened a lot with the way my journey has gone, is that I'm doing something and not realising what it, I was doing. I was just going with my intuition. So I was calling it intuitive energy healing because there was no course. There was no one telling me what to do. I had done a Reiki course, but most people know Reiki. And that's how I explain it to people that have never heard of energy healing. I said, have you heard of Reiki? And most people have heard of Reiki, which is pretty much channeling energy, but it was very structured. Had to put my hands here for five minutes and here for five minutes. And I just couldn't sit still. I was like, this is not, there's more, I've got to do stuff. I don't know what, it was my intuition taking over. I realized and I was starting to move around the body. So I have someone, if someone's very new to this, basically you lie on a massage table, fully clothed, obviously, usually. And you I move around the body and I can feel energy and I, I use my intuition. And I was doing things like clicking, um, moving my hands in a certain way, doing all these things. And I found sound started coming out of my mouth. I just intuitively felt like I needed to like make a humming sound or a chanting sound. And I just, the more I went with my intuition and just followed what I had to do, it just went crazy. Like, because it's, and then I did a shamanic course. I was drawn to this course. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what shamanism even was. But again, I just went straight away. I had this big full body yes, like in my gut, like you have to do this course. I was like, I don't know why, but I trust myself. Off I went and did the course and I watched the lady who was a shamanic healer. She was doing the exact same things that I'd been doing. So moving mm. with my her hands, the noises that were coming out of her mouth was the same as my mouth. And I was like, what? That is crazy. So it was shamanic. Um, and then what happened was as I started using sound more often, so we'll put the person on the table, I go into like a trance-like state. I just go into this, I'm awake, I'm conscious. I know what's going on around me, but I'm in this really zoned out space. And I can drop in like instantly now. I'm getting really good. So this is my reminder I've got my phone on silent, but every at 11, 11 and 3.33, it says I'm open to receiving abundance. I am free and this oh, I love beautiful that. messages. Yes. And it doesn't care that your phone is on do not disturb. It always still goes. It's very important. I am open to receiving abundance. So that's what the noise is. <laughs> Hopefully I've stopped it. Um, yeah. And the more I was using the sound, I realized that was a sound healing vibrationally. So, you know, if you've heard of frequency and the way frequency works, when you're on the table and I'm making a humming or a chanting or a high-pitched noise, it's like using a singing bowl or a um, chimes or anything like that. It's moving energy. But I was doing it with my voice and I can't sing to save my life. I am literally tone deaf. But the things that come out of my mouth, 
are like out of this world. It's not me. And then I started to be able to channel. I was actually getting messages coming through for the people. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is, and it's getting crazier and crazier. Some days, if the person's open, I had one the other day where we were both blown away, blown away with what happens. It's very hard to put into words because it's not in the human realm of what some of the things that happen in these healings. She started channeling and talking to me in this weird voice. And I was like, what? But I just go with it now. But I've since found out it's called trance mediumship. I didn't know. I was a funny thing was I used to tell everybody, oh, I've, you know, I'm intuitive and I work with energy, but I'm not a medium. Because I didn't want people thinking I could talk to their dead grandma and bring her in and have a chat. Like I'm not like that. But I found out that I'm actually a trance medium. So it's called trance mediumship. You go into trance and you start channeling, which is a medium. But it's not like sitting there talking to your grandma medium. Yeah. Really interesting. How interesting. Yeah. And so for like in terms of shamanic um, healing, where does that actually come from? So shamanism is a, I'm going to say South American, but it was actually even historically not even South American. It's it's basically an Indigenous culture, very much like Aboriginals, but the South Americans are the ones that are most sort of famous for it around the Peruvian area. And they live in tribes and they are living off the earth and they're using all the elements. So the wind, the water, the plants um, to heal themselves. So it's like the old, um, the medicine man that you've probably heard of, that was a, a shaman. And the shaman was the appointed person in the tribe that would do the healing. And what they're really well known for is going into trance and taking people in altered states of consciousness, which is what's going on in my healings. I'm taking myself into an altered state of consciousness and sometimes the people on the bed into an altered state of consciousness. Consciousness. Again, I've never been trained in past life regression. I do believe in it. But every now and again on the table, someone would have these past life experiences. And it's because, yeah, but that's all shamanic. They do a lot with soul retrieval. Um, but most of it is based around the elements and the earth and plant medicine and um, energy and, yeah, conscious altered states of consciousness. But, yeah, just I would just describe it as an Indigenous style of culture it's not even a religion it's just a culture mm. but yeah I mean they're all I mean there's some Aboriginal shamanic people as well but it's just the Peruvian South American ones are the ones that are most well known for it yes okay in the, in the Amazon jungle yeah how amazing and mm. what sort of um what could a person see you know if someone was sort of interested in having a healing what sort of things what presenting issues may they be sort of experiencing and you might be able to support them with with your energy healings yeah so I don't again I don't like to claim that I heal people because I don't do anything they do it themselves that's my first disclaimer is all I'm doing is bringing the energy in the room up to a vibration that can meet the vibration of spirit or whatever you want to call that word and that's when the weird stuff happens when the vibration is high enough so that our low dense bodies vibration raises and they've come down a level and they meet in the middle. That's where the channeling happens. So I say I'm not healing. They're pretty much doing it themselves. Well, I'm still not even sure if it's the person or the spirit or both. We are spirit. So I don't know, but it's not me standing there like channeling this energy through my body. Like I'm some goddess. It's not like that. All I'm doing is holding space. So people can present with physical, physical things sometimes. And then they have claimed later that, 
all of a sudden that their sore ankle's gone away or that they haven't been able to sleep and then after the healing they've gone and slept for like 12 hours and things like that. But it doesn't happen every single time. Mostly people will come out of it with a really strong sense of well-being and connected back in with themselves, a peaceful feeling. That's the first thing that usually happens because it's bringing them back into themselves and they're remembering who they are because you're bringing them closer to the spirit world. So they're like, oh, subconsciously just remembering, oh, okay, I'm more than the physical body. Mm. Yeah, And it is like very meditative because of the noises coming out, like the channeling and the, the sounds coming out of my voice, plus the music, we sage, we oil, like it's very meditative. So it's like a, a meditation where they come out feeling just amazingly peaceful and grounded and sometimes it opens up things and people that are that are healers or meant to be healers in this lifetime too got a lot of them they always arrive on my doorstep they don't they don't know it and then in the healing all this stuff comes out and then they're like oh and I say you you actually a healer you need you you need to be doing this it comes out and they're like oh okay and they go and do their own thing so it can happen in all different ways some people Mm. just feel good it's just can't put your finger on what it is yeah, I've never had a complaint yet. So I've never had anyone leave said that was shit or that nothing happened or. And you know what? Even if they did, I know that subconsciously it's happening. Like mm. I know that it's happening. Like whether they feel it or they don't feel it, I know that it's working. And some people are just more closed off than others. Mm. But generally, someone that walks in my door and open is open enough to receive. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here usually. Absolutely. And it's to do with having that open mind. So then you can create that space for a different way of looking at things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Um, So how do you, you know, infuse sort of spirituality with, you know, your day-to-day life when sort of things happen, challenges happen? How do you sort of still remain Zen when all that happens? Well, I don't always. So let's just put that out there. Oh my gosh. I'm a mother of two young children. I can yeah. I will say I am not Zen a lot of the time. But I also know that I can drop in when I need to. And I'm getting more and more aware of when I'm not Zen, what's going on. And I was like, because I've worked myself up, I've got myself into like a bit of an adrenal loop of being constantly busy. Um, and I know when I can pull back, but I'm still not an expert. I still when I'm yelling at the kids or losing my shitty shizzy um I can't suddenly drop in and go oh I'm going to meditate and fix this it's just we're human so that's for one thing but how I bring it into my daily life is just more the presence and being present with what you're doing and grateful for what you're doing like you know looking around and go oh my god my life is amazing and that's spirituality that's presence right there even Mm. yesterday Diane came around my sister came around we had a whole day's work to do she walked in and usually we're like, okay, we've got this much time together. Let's get this done. She looked at me. She goes, do you want to go for a wander? I said, what? A wander? Okay, sure. And we walked out and she found some sticks and she'll just, you know, when breaking sticks up, she's like, this is so meditative. I said, I know. We sounded like we're on drugs. We're just hanging out in the sun. And then she goes, oh, I feel like starting a fire. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> I was like, me too. What? I don't know. But we, we went with that intuition. And we went, my house, is, it's not on acreage or anything, got stones in the front garden. So she, I walked out, she made this little fire and we had cacao, which is a shamanic drink, like a chocolate drink that opens up your heart chakra. And we sat around this tiny little fire in my front garden. Anyone that would have walked past would have thought we're crazy and had our cacao. And that's in the middle of our work day. Like there's no reason why you can't bring these sort of things into your normal day. 
It just mm. it's just got to be aware of it, really. Absolutely. And, and I and gratitude. <laughs> gratitude, yeah. I think a lot of people think spirituality is all of the really woo-woo things. No. But it's not. How I would interpret spirituality is that it's actually connecting to yourself mm-hmm. and listening to your intuition and understanding those signs that your body is saying that, hey, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed or stressed and knowing the difference between your intuition and also the difference between that and may, maybe your ego who's, who's sort of been more in lead. And often when we allow space and silence, for example, a lot of the time you might get a lot of ideas in the shower. I get heaps of ideas is because we don't have any distractions and we're almost allowing that space to come through. So spirituality is just allowing yourself to connect to yourself on a deeper level. So when you did, you know, your little fire, it was listening to what felt good. Mm. And also when you were talking about, you know, how you prioritized yourself this morning, I listened to what my body said. So, I mean, that from my interpretation, that is spirituality. You're really connecting to yourself on such a deeper level. It's really going yes to yourself and no to the naysayers that's right and sometimes it's things that you don't expect like I started this chanting music came up and it's it's a frequency and I was just loving it and the next morning I was like "Hmm, I'm just going to instead of breathing I usually do breath work I'm going to do this chanting 25 minutes later I usually do six minutes of breath work 25 minutes later I kept having to stop my alarm and say okay stop and I just wanted to keep doing it so I was like well why not until I had something to do that day. But I just sat there and chant, like did this om chanting for 25 minutes mixed with stretching. Sometimes it's not even yoga. Like it's even getting doing the yoga, sometimes you can get caught up in I have to do a yoga class. But it's like I know enough yoga poses. I'm going to chant, breathe, stretch, just move however my body feels like it needs to move. I feel like being in child's pose. Oh, I feel like stretching. Oh, I feel like doing, you know, warrior, whatever I felt like. There's no right or wrong. And it felt amazing. Mm. yeah yeah so that's spirituality as you said connecting just connecting yes yeah it doesn't have to be that woo-woo scary stuff because people are scared of it I think isn't it interesting people are scared of what they can't see yes just in general so if we can't see and we don't know something we're like oh and so that's when judgment comes in Mm -hmm. and when we're always judging one person there's three fingers pointing right back at us hey <laughs> yeah, exactly right but it is the unknown and so and it's also that uh, things we can't control that's another big thing because I was watching a doco the other night um and it was about you know life after death and I mean I must admit look thinking back it was they really dramatized it there was the music the spooky music and the other uh, shots you, you can imagine like it's like a haunted house movie but it was a doco I was so, I was home by myself with the kids and I was terrified. I work with spirit and I was like, scared the pants off me. I was like, oh, oh my God, what the hell? And I went and slept with my daughter for the first hour because I was so scared. And then I was like, and I said to Diane, why was I so scared? And she goes, it's because you don't, you couldn't control it. You Mm. felt out of control and it was unknown. All of a sudden, like I work with, yeah, I don't know, it was really bizarre. But I love I love all those type of docos and I can't get enough of, you know, Gaia and spirituality and what's life and what happens after death. Like I've been there since the moment I've been born. I've been into this stuff. 
obsessed. Like, what happens after dinner? I remember being as a child in the little library at primary school and sneaking into the section that was all about ghosts and <laughs> and haunted houses. And I, like, I'm sure I was going to get in trouble because the teachers doesn't don't want a six or a seven year old reading about that. But I knew where the section was, and I just to get in there and read all the naughty haunted ghost books. <laughs> great oh wow yeah started quite early but it happens with people their passion starts when they're a child you'll find people go I don't know what my purpose is go back to your childhood and what did you used to do what what did you do when no one was watching what did you just couldn't get enough of and if you go back far enough and to your memories you'll come up with something and then what happened is society or whatever puts layers on top of it and says that it's not okay and then you bury it down and you go off and do a job that society thinks is the right job, like join the police force, get a science degree, do, you know, be a mother. You do all that and eventually this passion just creeps, sneaks out. Mm. It's quite amazing when you dig back and find your passion then go backwards, you were like, oh, the signs were there all along, 100%. Like yeah. I knew this stuff. I remember being six and I said this in my podcast when I did my story, but I remember clearly I was always a good girl. I wanted to be the people pleaser. And I was like trying to be the best little kid I could be. And I was like, hey, today I'm going to do everything perfect. I'm going to just be the perfect child. And then at the ripe old age of six, I was like, oh, no, I can't do that because if I'm perfect, I'll be like an angel and I won't be in this physical body. I'll be off. Oh, my God, no, I don't want to do that. This is at six. I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. I I worked out if I was perfect, I was going to be not in physical form. So I best be a bit naughty, otherwise I wouldn't be a human. Yeah, right. Gosh, how interesting that even back then you were thinking about spirituality on this level. Mm. So we've been yeah. around a few times, clearly. Like, yes. you don't think of that at sea. That's not something you're taught. And I even remember where I was standing under the house when that thought occurred to me. And I got really upset because I didn't want to die. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to die. I want to be here. So I, it's not. And then I realized it wasn't. Perfect. You could never be perfect as a human being. You can't be perfect. If you're perfect, you're not here. <laughs> mm, so yeah. true. Imperfectly mm. perfect. Yeah. Imperfectly perfect. So yeah, so cool, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. So um sort of hearing about sort of your journey, getting these signs as a young six-year-old. What tell us about your journey? What led you to being, you know, a spiritual and energy healer? Yeah, it's a it's a very funny story because I my mum was very spiritual but used to hide it, still does, because again, embarrassed and and stuff. So I grew up around it, but not really. Mum used to go to meditation classes, she used to read books, but she never openly talked about it. She used to go see psychics and then hide the tapes. We weren't allowed to listen. It was very much a taboo subject. So sort of always had it in my life, but never really. And then I went through, did all the normal things like joined the police and had kids it was before I had kids I went off to see a lady and she did some energy healing and it's just one thing leads to another and I won't go into the whole story because I'll be here for a while but it is on the start of my podcast is my whole story but one thing led to another I kept getting signs the energy lady said oh you're a here you're a light child of the light I said oh no you got the wrong sister I'm like no it's you I was like me this is years and then a couple years went past and I ended up doing my first real energy healing. My mum bought me a voucher for Christmas and I went and saw a lady called Vicky Macrath from Ipswich. And I thought, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, yeah, I'll go and just meditate if nothing else. Mum got the voucher, may as well go. And I laid on the bed and within a few minutes, I could feel this pulsing through my body. 
and my hand started to curl up like into like claw and I was like what is going on here I couldn't control it it was like it was like the tens machine on a physio you know you get the tender electrical shocks it was like that had been turned up too high and my muscles were actually contracting and my hands were curling and then they would come back out into receiving and then it started and I started to get a bit scared and she's like don't worry it's just energy and then the more I went with it I started my whole body started shaking from side to side crystals were flying off me she had all the crystals down the middle of my body they were flying off side to side because my body was shaking that much and then I got lifted up in half like like a sandwich so I couldn't show people the next day I didn't have the core strength to do it really really slowly inch by inch my body to the point when my hands ended up on my toes and I'm like Vicky what's going on saying this what the hell is going on and she said they've got messages for you in my head I'm like what is it tell me what is this message and then I just got you're a healer you've got to do this type of work over and over in my head and that's how it all started I was like okay that's a strong message let's do something about that and that's when I went and did the Reiki course and then just started or after that healing I started automatic writing I started channeling stuff into journals all these weird synchronicities started happening and that's where it all started and then the more I listened to my intuition the more it took me into the path where I'm am now and I was like I was always like me what I'm just a freaking mother's you know police officer I'm not a psychic like I'm not this is not me but it was me <laughs> it was me all along and I just didn't know it so bizarre mm. they're really cool though good story <laughs> yeah that That's is sad. so amazing that you're on sort of the table and your body was doing all these things completely involuntary yeah. and you're sort of your mind's getting you know what's happening but then when you just had moments of pause and yeah. this is what I'm meant to do, isn't it yeah. interesting how... And I just had to relax into it. Yeah. It's so interesting when we allow space, we get these messages or we often, we don't even realise we are getting messages yeah. and we're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like if I'm sort of looking at my experience doing social work and... Um, anyone who has worked in hospitals or understands of what a role of a social worker is, you when things aren't working, they call the social worker because a lot of people don't, I don't think they don't want to know how to do the basic communication. So you're almost like a detective. You're doing all of these things, which I sort of love doing the detective work and the advocacy. And when I made that decision of leaving, I remember sitting in nature, looking at some wild grass, literally, and I was just sitting there looking at it and I'm like, I'm going to be a life coach, never been to a life coach. And then I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then the trajectory of that was two years ago. And then, you know, I left um, to do my studies as a life coach at the end of um, July 2019 finished my studies the beginning of last year opened my business in a pandemic wow. <laughs> yeah and um and then always when I it's it's having that trust because I think how we've been conditioned especially as women we don't allow space and yeah. we look at other people in success so I think spirituality is such an important part of not just looking at your business journey but just in life because it's looking at the body, mind, and soul, and it's almost looking at deep, deep, deep within you 
yeah. and it's going, oh, oh, okay, I can see it now. We don't always, we don't want to always see it. And then we start seeing the signs when we're ready to. Yeah, that's it. And it might be when you're in your 40s, which has happened to me, or it might be early on in life. Well, some people are lucky and they're born into it and their parents are openly teaching them this stuff at an early age, which is what my children will be like now. Mm. So they're just, that's just normal to them. Like my daughter's normal. She comes and does, my five-year-old does healings on me. Mummy, I do healing. She puts a hand on my heart. She sings to me and like, that's just normal to her. <laughs> and she's Isn't that beautiful, beautiful. And she's, I can feel she's actually a little intuitive healer. I can feel it. She knows I don't have to say a word. She just puts a hand exactly where I need it. And just, I can feel the energy pulsing it. She's, it's amazing. So yeah, it all just depends on, yeah, we've all got it in us, but have we been openly brought up to say that it's okay to have this mm. connection with yourself? So it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And that's what Absolutely. I say to people. I say my tagline is um, helping you step out of the spiritual closet because everyone has a story. I've never come across a person and I said, oh, what happens after you die? The odd person will say, oh, you just die. You know, you just die. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, just die. And then I'll say to them, so you've never had any experience in your whole life of anything that's a bit weird. Oh, yeah, I saw my dead grandma. Or I saw, I'm like, what? they all have a story, even the ones that swear black and blue, you just die, or they don't believe in any spiritual, they just believe in the complete 3D world. They'll still then tell me they had a weird experience somewhere. That's why I created my podcast because I called it Soul Stories because everyone's got some crazy experience to tell. So even in the last cacao circle, um, I had a big day and I didn't really, I wasn't really up for holding space for people going through a lot of trauma that night, but I wasn't going to cancel. So I held the cacao circle and I went, you know what? Open forum tonight. We're just going to talk, tell our woo-woo stories. And every single person on that call had some ghost story or some, it was like at school camp when you all sit around the fire and tell stories. It was so cool. And yeah, it was amazing. Everyone's got a story. Yeah, they do. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just sometimes where we can be embarrassed of sharing our stories yeah. and then when we meet other like-minded people who are similar or who have a sort of an interest it's like oh okay that's cool and yeah. we're not sort of we're not too woo-woo we're sort of we're celebrated for just who we are which yeah. is really important yeah. I think that's why I've done so well is because I'm very normal like not that it's normal and not normal, but sometimes you get people that go a little bit too on this, too on the spiritual side, and they're not talking in the language of the normal person. They're like off, they're too far up into the crown chakra, like up with the fairy sort of thing, and they're not grounded enough. But I'm just like so normal, and I really, really make efforts to stay normal and genuine and authentic, so that the normal person can relate to me and go, oh, she's just normal. Yeah, she yells at her kids, but she's also got a spiritual side. I, I resonate with her. Oh, yeah, I might come for a healing. And then they're like blown away and then they start their own spiritual journey. Some people come for one healing and then go off and do the other thing, like do their, their own thing and start all this stuff. And other people come regularly, like it's random. I actually don't even do that many healings anymore. I've really started going more into the group coaching. But, yeah, it's just everyone will do it in their own time when they're ready. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And when they're yeah. ready, you're there to hold their hand or I'm there to hold their hand and that's the perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. So exciting. I love talking about spirituality. Um, it's something where, where you start talking about it and being open that it's, it feels for me, it feels like I've arrived home when I talk about sort of all of these things. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, it's really nice. So but thank you again for sharing your story and talking about how you um, infuse, you know, your energy and your healings, you know, to the world and how this supports people. And it's also doing all these sorts of things is raising the vibration of the world because we're changing. There's so much fear going on in the world. And I think it's really important to change how we're um, viewing it and really I would encourage people to spread love Mm -hmm. rather than fear so if you're finding because I see a lot of people who are talking about their opinions we know what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. but they're not coming from the place of advocacy they're coming from the place of fear so spread more love people that's (laughs) what I'm always no I'm the same I'm like god I know what you're trying to say here people but yeah it's not you you're still spreading fear whether it be like like yeah it's a hard one I'm like this we need to just what we need to do for this issues in this world is just keep raising our vibration and doing stuff like what you're doing and I'm doing and bringing community and tribe together and everyone has an opinion that that's fine we accept and judge we don't judge and we bring everyone together that's what's going to help raise the vibration of the planet raise it raise it raise it that's what we're there awaken awaken all the souls out there that are walking around like zombies in this world thinking that's Mm. Some people have no idea that that's not even normal. I had a moment on the train. I know we're just wrapping up, but I had a moment on the train into work once and I was sitting there, just normal, going to work. And I looked up and all of a sudden I was in this random altered state and it's like everyone else was grey and they were sitting there and it scared me because I was like, oh, my God, these people are like asleep and they were like zombies, not in a scary way, but just this grey, flat, just like sitting there like, going through the motions and it was really sad and then it kind of normal it was a really bizarre experience but I thought oh my god I just wanted to yell to the train wake up people wake up there's more to life than this so but people have to be ready you know yes absolutely it's you've got to be ready and just creating space for those changes in your life yeah yeah that's right yeah so there you go Oh my gosh, I've so loved talking to you, Michelle Anne. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, so for those who would like to know a little bit more about you, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, so if they're on Facebook, we have a group called Time to Shine with the number two. Um, and if they're not on Facebook, uh, our website's probably the best place. It's got every single thing we do on there and it's www.thosetwosisters.com again with the number two. So www.thosetwosisters.com. And on the website, we have amazing, all of our events, our cacaos, our, we have community coffee. Um, we've got a half day workshop coming up on Saturday, um, which we can give your listeners a free ticket to. It's all on there though. It's all on the website. You can click in and you can that's probably the one-stop shop. They can go there and then they from there they can go off to Instagram or Facebook or workshops or whatever they want to have a look at. And obviously in my podcast, if they're interested in this stuff, um, yeah, I interview people just like you do and it's the very woo-woo, very similar conversations to what we had and it's just called the Soul Stories Podcast on Spotify by Michelle Ann. So I think your listeners would be would have very similar listeners. So, mm. yeah, and I start off with my story, the one I just touched on, and then I go and interview other people about their spiritual journeys and some amazing stuff, amazing stuff's come out, really interesting. So people say they binge listen. Oh, my God, Michelle's up to 2 o'clock binge listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stop. great podcast. Yeah, it's just it's a great different, podcast. Different people. You learn something from everyone, someone different each time. So. Yeah, that's the Absolutely. main way. Absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on Prioritizing Yourself, the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, to our listeners, um, if you want to know more about me, you can find me at www.realvisionlifecoaching.com.au and you can check out when the next Sunday Soulful Sessions are, which are a great way for women to come together, connect to themselves on a deeper level and prioritise themselves. Bye for now.